0: Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There's no business like show business.
1: And away we go.
2: Hello again, and welcome to the Art, Business, and Community Theater, also known as the Monroe Community Players Podcast, featuring, you guessed it, the Green Room Groupies. Um, I'm your de facto host, David War, looking around the green room today, I see the usual gang. Oh, I'm going to put it the other way because I caught him the drink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pointing at you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
2: Ron Roberts. (laughs) Robert Yeoman. Brian Burchett, Ross and as I said David War. so there we go oh dear <laughs> and, and we are wow. off to another good start he did that on purpose I know he did that right I, I, I don't look I just, <laughs> just point um, <laughs> so how have you been how's everybody how, been everyone's been fine how you know been? it's, uh, it's been, a, been a while but we're good I said, yeah, we got got ourselves worked up at the end of the last episode, so we're we're going to try to be a little calmer this time for those of you who are still with us, um, um, because because we enjoy it. The um, some, today uh, last episode, and we'll give it another one is our, our shout out to Act Fest, which is becoming will be coming up in March, um, and we'll give you more details on that in the state of Michigan for those of you who are in the state of Michigan. Um, as of this time, mineral community players will not be participating, but. As uh, we said last episode, the intention is that the Green Room Groupies will be there one way or another. Um, In fact, what I find funny is I'm the one who's likely to say I can't make it that weekend. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Because, you know, that's how my schedule seems to work, but we'll see. Um, But but we're looking forward to that because, hopefully, that will give us the impetus we need to make that Broadway trip in 2023 as well. Absolutely. Uh, Still looking into that because I still got to believe that there's a way that we can do that and have a bunch of people come along with us, um, so we can get a whole busload and head off to New York for for a rousing adventure. Um,
3: Maybe your niece. Now that she, you know, she is uh, she is in the next show that that you are directing, and uh, I had a nice talk with her yesterday. She wants to be a tour guide. Well, she could be a tour guide. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, just me. I just meant I don't know how what you meant by bunch of people, but you know, your niece loves us. Obviously, she said it's so nice to finally start putting. No, oh, did she <laughs> faces with the voices. So I was like, Well that's nice and she and Kate, she did she complimented. No. She could come with us. I said. Oh. He said. He said we get get a, group get a of busload people, of people
2: to go. And I said okay, she could be one of them. That's why I was of wondering them. how. I, I think in other, I, and if your group out there does these kind of tours already, give us a shout out <laughs> because Crosswell uh, does. Crosswell does because I think it's just a matter of getting with the right tour.
0: Yeah, you yeah, travel basically travel, you go to the travel agent and, and
2: say what how can wham, bam, we put this together you, and and uh, ideally oh. I think you make a couple. I have a friend a little, who's a make a little money on the side for yourselves i have a, a childhood friend
3: who she's a um in fact we dated for many many years um in high school junior high anyway um <laughs> it was before the uh, but she's a
0: <laughs> she's a travel agent maybe i should talk to her about and that. also debbie day is retired but
2: she should have all the information <laughs> still of course, and I've got a larger brother who's traveling. We, we have connections, so we are really? going to make this happen. And I, and I know now he brings so it up.
0: I know absolutely nobody.
2: <laughs> but we 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 know this now. So okay. So anyway, that's the dream. But we're going to try to see one, if we can, you know, can four grown men share a, a, a hotel room together <laughs> God, <laughs> without no. driving each other absolutely crazy. We're getting two. I was saying we're getting four.
3: Okay, that's <laughs> what <laughs>
2: Digestive issues that I mentioned last last yes. episode. We're going to be on one end of the motel, and then Dave will be on the other end of the motel. <laughs> 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 um, one of the, so, but anyway, so. Things to look forward to on the podcast as, uh, as we approach our 50th episode, which should be in just about uh, 13 more episodes, <laughs> maybe 12. I, my math is bad. Uh, arithmetic. Well, this is, should be yeah. episode 37, I think. So anyway one of the other things we want to talk about too is um, because this is Monero Community Players podcast is we would like a call out to all our Monero Community Players friends um, we'd like to start gathering together your favorite moments from Monero Community Players history I think I may have asked for this before um, share you know times that you enjoyed on stage what the the things that you liked things that are good because as we talked last episode we got to be talking up community theater so let's start talking about some of our memories I don't want to live in the past, but the past is a guide to the future. Sometimes, in mm-hmm. um, fact, uh, going off into the tangent verse early here, folks. Settle in. I happen to be watching <laughs> a, a YouTube by a uh, physicist about you know d- is, does the past still exist, and it talked about relativity and how time changes. In one way, even though we may not be able to go back and actually physically travel to the past yet, Mm. (laughs) or can we? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Look up TARDIS. (laughs) um, (laughs) But. The past is always with us in, in in the sense, you know, through shows we've done, through our memories, through, through that. And so let's bring that past alive because we may not be able to go back to relive it that way, but we can certainly relive it and share some of these good moments that we all love and explain why we are so devoted to theater. I mean, I've been at it since... Fourth grade, mm-hmm. um, which I hate to tell you is probably many decades ago.
0: At least
2: one. <laughs> 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 At least. Um, oh dear. Um, but anyway, so so share those favorite moments, histories with us. And frankly, even if you're not a community players, share your favorite theater memory with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll give it a shout out on the on the podcast. And and let's like say it's it's my new mission for the love of theater. Um, let's that uh, let was inspired by Andrea in uh, Indianapolis. Let's let's really get out there and show people um, that that we're all in this together as as one big happy theater family. Or even if we are doing the umpteenth production of Oklahoma <sighs> uh, it is some people's favorite show to be fair well yes mostly people in Oklahoma that was there that's nicer have,
0: than where i was going there you have the they were all buried into the by the now past again <laughs>
2: yeah, into the past well it was pointed out to us by my niece one of our problems here on this podcast is whenever we bring up what we think is a new show it's probably 20 years old oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we we need to start being more cognizant of what the new things are i was listening to spotify as i'm wanted to do um that's a good word White want to do (laughs) want to do and my problem now is i can't i listen to it in the car so i can't stop and find out what i'm what musical i'm hearing this from because it just kind of tosses these songs at me and then when i go to alexa she keeps thinking i'm asking her to play a different song instead of where the song is from so it took me i don't know how many searches to figure out that there's a uh, that be the hero is from big fish yeah. And that
3: was about 10:15 years ago. So
2: here no, I say this third... must be a new show and mm-hmm. it's like nope, it's not. Wow.
0: <laughs> because I remember I downloaded I remember that one of my first downloads was um Be the Hero Fight the Dragon. Yep, that's it. So that's been a while. Crosswell did it, it they did a beautiful job. Yeah. Oh. What what caught me about it
2: is the star who was singing his first name was Norbert.
0: Yeah. Oh okay, Leo like, like our
3: like our own Norb, love you Norb. Yep. Um, and and just a real quick tangent here. Uh, did you all know that, um, or in the South, I guess I should say, did y'all know that uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber has a new Broadway musical out, just no, it didn't been released. Like no. Bad, bad. Uh, it's a bad Cinderella. Or bad sister, I think it's bad Cinderella. Um, he was promoting it on the Masked Singer a few weeks ago, and I'm like, "What?" And it's not—it's on Broadway, but they're not really even pushing it on. On um, they're not really seem to be pushing it as here's the latest greatest from Andrew Lloyd Webber. But I, uh, they sang a couple songs from it, and um, I really thought it, the songs weren't yeah. bad. And I'm not I, a huge fan of his.
0: But I wonder if they're going to premiere it on the Macy's Day Parade.
3: They might. It, it is. It's called bad bad Cinderella. And um, it is on Broadway right now, originally published in, on August 18, 2021. So I can say I just spoke about a new Broadway musical. He yes,
2: did, did. He did. though I was just thinking, I can tell you I've seen a couple bad Cinderella. Right? No, we <laughs> have. We
3: have. <laughs> yes, yes. I think uh, we've all been there. <laughs> uh, and
1: uh, for the record, Big Fish was from 2003. 2003. So 20 the years, almost 20
2: the, years ago. Well, again, yeah, 20 it's years The musical ago. or the movie? Well, the yeah. movie's older than that. No, yeah, yeah. I see. that was in the. 90s, so, yeah, I think it was really quick, though. <laughs> and, and we already we already discussed, I think, a couple episodes ago, that we've finally resolved our our conflicts with movies being turned into musicals.
3: Yeah, we? we did. We did. Uh,
2: Most of us have.
3: Yes, and Carol actually, our um, our sometimes uh, groupie, and uh, definite listener, uh, actually said that she agreed with me. Now I have to go back and see what I said, but she agreed with me. So I'm very. That's, thank that's you exciting. Carol.
2: that's exciting yeah that's that's exciting because she rarely does <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, nice. I remember well, when you fair. were directing <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it, let's <laughs> let's be fair i mean it is brian
2: <laughs> that is true <laughs> no.
1: the musical adaption is from 2013
2: oh, oh. The, so the movie was from 20, 2003 okay so the the broadway show is is relatively new so i think we're gonna have to sit down <clears> and find what is new yeah, um, but I think what we everyone seems to know the new Broadway musicals because mm-hmm. you know they're Broadway they get a lot of publicity Sure, I think what's harder is to find the new dramas right. um, and the new comedies and I, I'm starting to wonder are there new comedies out there um, there are some out there but you gotta l- really look again to your community theaters um, we talked the importance about that because I think that's where the new comedies are starting at more than the professional playhouses even maybe I'm wrong Mm-hmm. Uh, prove me wrong people um but you know they aren't necessarily getting to to broadway um, because again the budgets at broadway are such that they got to bring in a lot of people and musicals tend to be the way to bring in a lot of people mm-hmm. um, but pickleball for example uh was purple rose i think it's another play i'm not sure if jeff daniels wrote right. it again yeah he's turned um. into be you know, not only was he brilliant and dumb and dumber but he <laughs> he really has turned into quite the playwright yeah. Uh, I love the Escanaba series. In fact, we still have to do Escanaba. I've never done the last one month. Escanaba. Because we've, we've done uh, the two of them. Know, we did Escanaba said. and the Moonlight twice. And we've done... So that's one of my favorite moments. Bob Yeoman on the top bunk. Um, all I can say is 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 sometimes that wasn't a special effect when <laughs> when Jimmer let, let loose. <laughs>
0: Now, appear, the, re- the re- director did <laughs> Very not special ask effect. for um, <laughs> realism. Jenkins to shove his face so far <laughs> of oh, the double bed. Hey, yeah, but if you haven't seen Escondido in the Moonlight, <laughs> go find the flat. movie.
2: It, it. has one of the the best scenes.
0: <laughs> if we so. do, we have to have a in car- a compressed air for it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, if you like your farts jokes, <laughs> that's the best one in in, uh, in, uh, in, in Broadway history. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone went to Broadway, uh, but Escanaba is the founding of the camp. So,
3: but it was definitely the Purple Rose,
2: and that is a much beloved. Theater. It is. Yes. I've heard it's, it's beloved. It's so beloved. It is. And it is. It is. It really is. Like like many of us, uh, many of our groups, it is an institution, though it, mm-hmm. we try not to look down upon the professional theater, but it, it is a nice little place. Yes. So we enjoy that. <laughs> it's great. Hey, it's not bad. <laughs> I've been it's okay. And we do not get paid for any of these no. endorsements, by the way, folks. We might no. be sued. <laughs> I would, but, but, Jeff, if you happen to be listening, we are open to that. <laughs> <laughs> being sued or per- no, to, to, okay. to a to paid endorsement like we said no no press is bad press that's yes. true that's we said We're that, always in that episode, endorsement. Yeah. so uh looking at today's uh scheduled <laughs> <laughs> topic um which i know we sometimes have trouble going to um uh, i'm looking at my notes and i've gotten myself confused already um i think we keep skirting around the issue with volunteers um, we talk a little to degree about burnout. We talked a little about, you know, gosh, we need more volunteers But I don't think we've ever really delved into how do you get volunteers and by volunteers? I don't mean actors Actors mm-hmm. you can find. Um, I was a little worried because we've had a couple shows where we have been pulling teeth to get get enough people to be in it. Mm-hmm. One show that recently um, we were looking forward to doing, we were not able to pull off because we just couldn't get anyone to audition. Um, but now as we're moving into what I guess I'm going to call normal times or whatever our new normal is after the pandemic, um, you know we're we're seeing bigger groups of auditioning again. Um, the next show we have coming up, I've got a cast of thirteen. Uh the show after that. Uh, we're doing a Christmas carol. It's a cast of twenty. Twenty twenty two twenty two. I mean it's a huge cast. I mean you you've all seen the story. Um you know, so so we are getting those people and, and in some cases we still have to ask one or two people, but for the most part we're really, you know, people are ready to come back and act, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Mm-hmm. but what we aren't seeing is the people who are re- ready to come back and build the sets, mm-hmm. sell the tickets, make the programs, follow, take care of the social media, um, uh, or, or, or the, the other stuff that you have to do, to, to, to frankly, to put on a play. Mm-hmm. Costuming. Um, so we're, we're suffering, like I imagine a lot of your groups are, with a little bit of burnout. It feels like the same group of maybe 10 people are doing all the work. 10? It, 10 if we're lucky. Um, so, so I think that's a question to the group. How do you attract volunteers? Because we know there are more people out there who don't want to be on stage than those who want to be on stage. Um, yes, rumors are true. I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the elusive Bigfoot, <laughs> they tend to hide in the shadows. Um, but once you find them, they are gold. Um, I, I can, you know, and in fact, sometimes I get upset because we'll take a perfectly good volunteer who's a great stage manager, and she'll look at you and say, "Maybe I'd like to try this acting thing," and yeah. we've lost her. Hmm. Once they get the bug, they never go back to stage managing. Uh, so, uh, thoughts? They move on to lighting. <laughs> yeah, one could, one would only hope. <laughs> nice.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, I think one thing that when it comes to volunteers as a group you need to look inwards first and determine if your culture is conducive culture i think is a big thing to where someone comes in and they have a a a skill set are you as a group um what's the word i'm looking for conducive to that so instead of saying i need xyz maybe you say we need volunteers. People come in and say, "Well, I can do. I like to do this." Okay, then we're going to have you do that instead of pigeonholing people. Mm. You'll know, find out what people's strengths are and work it that way. But culture-wise, you have to be conducive to new ideas. And say you do have someone who comes in and wants to do costuming. Well, we didn't do it that way before. Well, okay, that's fine. But maybe this person's ideas may are different but you need to be able to let them do what they what they would like to do, and obviously with some oversight from the board or from the directors, producers, and whatnot. But you let people express their ideas mm-hmm. and see if it, and if it were, hey, it may be a new, a new way of doing things. And you may have come across this great person who is so energetic and so enthusiastic about this, and they've been given this blank canvas. You may have somebody for life now.
3: Mm-hmm. And you know what I think, um, and maybe this is just me because I'm getting old and I'm getting old. Anyway, um, a sincere thank you, a sincere thank you goes a long way. Not even at the very end. A sincere thank you during the production... Helps, in my opinion, a lot to be able to say, uh, you know, as, as somebody's what. thank you. Thank you for doing the lights. Thank you for for setting up our, our scrim. Thank you for even the smallest thing. Thank yous go a long way. Also, if you're
1: sincere, asking people, don't assume. Yes. You know, just because someone has done something for your group for years yeah. does not mean that they will always be able to do it.
3: Mm hmm or that you should expect them
1: someone to always do just a, a simple email text hey know, we're curious if you would be able to help us out with this nine times out of ten that person will say yes mm-hmm. because they've been asked mm-hmm. but when things are assumed resentment and or uh, you know a, a bit of uh, neglect or uh, burnout burnout can set in mm-hmm. real quick. I could a short story about saying thank you and things of that nature when i worked um <clears throat> excuse me for gap back in the day we had a general man or a district manager who came from home depot and which yeah doesn't make any sense but still doesn't make any sense <laughs> but he brought in a culture change to where he challenged us when we were at our conferences to say hello to everyone we saw Mm -hmm. whether it was another employee whether it was the the wait staff whether it was the maids whether it was whatever and after the first day of that conference the district in michigan got noticed because we were all saying hello to people and we stood out Mm -hmm. and you know what's funny is when we were at dinner or we were at lunch guess whose tables got served better Mm -hmm. we did because we acknowledged people and those, those wait staff and those, those people from you know housekeeping, whatever, they saw that we appreciated what they did. And so they were more willing to help us. And I think, to your point, a thank you, an acknowledgment does millions. It doesn't even have to be a card. It doesn't have to be a gift card. It doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't even have to be a thing. Just to acknowledge another individual's a, a fact that they're there and they're doing something for you means the world to everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. People want to know they're appreciated. Yes. Oh, absolutely,
3: and and I'll even and with with that as well. When and and I I've always not always, but as I've matured and and gotten older, when I direct uh, shows, the same goes for when the when your people come in. Uh, You know, mostly you're dealing with actors at the beginning of of your shows, but every I don't know if it was noticed or not, but it doesn't matter to me, but every rehearsal every time every actor came in i made it a purpose to greet that person hey ron how you doing today hey dave how you doing today hey andy learn your lines no how you doing today (laughs) if you're listening daughter i love you um but no i mean you know you've got to make it an open and an open feeling that everybody wants to be there you've got to Give it some joy, some sort of oomph that that you know. Ooh, I'm I'm seeing some eyes, some going no. on there. No, okay. I I thought you had a a thought, or
2: a, I thought you had a thought, Dave. I did, but it had nothing to do with what you were saying. Uh-oh. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, got to get his car waxed. By <laughs> <no>. um, can <laughs> I get the
0: actors
1: to do
2: that for me? <laughs> it goes back to an earlier comment that may return but we'll see
1: (laughs) respecting people's time is another thing yes you know if someone makes a commitment to be a part Mm -hmm. of your show whether it be as an actor whether it be a volunteer you know you know is in a production staff you need to honor that to them that if you tell them all right we're going to be rehearsing or i need you from five until nine Mm -hmm. well then you know what then at five o'clock we need to be ready to go and we need to be wrapped up by nine o'clock because that's the commitment that you've asked for them unless you've asked them for more time. Right. But you've made that clear. Right. Because we all have lives, we all have things outside of theater that we do, whether it be family commitments, whatever it is, but to ple you know, be mindful of people making that commitment. Mm-hmm. And it goes too big but it goes both ways. Sure. Because if you've made that commitment to be a part of a show, then you need to honor your commitment to the to the staff as well. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's where I was kind of thinking, one uh, of the problems that with volunteers, and I won't say it's a problem per se, but you'll also, it's just like with actors, you have actors who think, gosh, I'm the best Hamlet there could be, when in reality it's like, eh, I'm not even sure you're Laredes. <laughs> Nothing against, all, not, nothing against all of you who played Larities. You fit the uh, costume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but you may have someone to say, you know, I want to, you know, I can do costumes. I'm great costume. You know, I can sew so like business. But then you find out, no, they can't. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the same as making a, um, a Halloween costume that... Right they've sworn once you know this this has got to be a little different it's maybe it's a different period maybe it's it's not a
0: it's not a throw pillow yeah
2: it's not a throw pillow or something it's like maybe they can't or can they work with the the materials that you have available as well for them so i think there's still that delicate balance of like okay so now you got a volunteer who has this passion but what happens how do you refocus them if you need to to a different area because Frankly, they don't meet the standards that you expect from what they volunteer to do. Um, we've all run into the same pro- I've run into the problem myself personally, just when you tend to overcommit or overestimated your ability to do something like this next show coming up. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, because uh, it takes time to build trust with a group as well. Um, but frankly, I've got, you know, I've worked with some volunteers. It's like you give them every chance. And when they fail, then it's like, okay, now you're on my bad list. Mm-hmm. When was there a way to get you onto my good list? You know, did I'm not sure what I'm asking, but maybe it's like, do we who are looking for the volunteers have an obligation to make sure to give them the, we have to give, I, I think we do, we have to give them that feedback as any manager, mm-hmm. any supervisor would at work. You gotta be able to give that feedback, say, hey, this isn't working because if you let it go too long, your show suffers. Yeah. Right. if not outright fails mm-hmm. you know um costumes i think is a huge issue um sets you know the last show we did um we almost didn't have sets until push came to shove and somebody finally said that's it i'm just going to do it myself and lights actually And lights um yeah. but but you know we should never get to that point um i'm worried about upcoming production still for those again those are my concerns as present current president of the group um is just getting those volunteers. We can rely on show after show after show, while as while cultivating that new talent. Yeah,
3: I, I think there's another way of, of looking at that as as well. Because I I was thinking of that uh, the other day, um, yesterday afternoon actually. Maybe maybe part of the issue and 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 some community groups uh, and and we have discussed for the last 35 episodes since covid we've all this organization this group has had a really huge rough patch and we are going month to month to to survive basically maybe all of the rest of you aren't like that some of you aren't like that so here's the thing too When you get to that point where we don't have the extras to put extra on the stage, then start looking for those shows that you don't have to do the big costumes, the big sets. Look for shows where you can, as a director or producer, can look at a show and go, I could do this show in three notes. No, I can do this show with two chairs and... Two piece, two flats on either side and a black screen, and that's all we need and we'll kick butt. I mean, and there are shows out there. If you get the right director, the right actor, the right producer, you know, you don't need I, th- I personally think the days of huge sets and you know costumes that galore that everybody's gonna adore. I think those days, at least f- for some groups who may be struggling a little bit more, they need to be put put to the side until you get yourself back and then find you know find the shows where you can but, do with with very little
2: and i'm gonna say some of the shows i've enjoyed the most frankly had probably the least amount of set mm-hmm. um let's our know, town yep yeah, our town doubt uh doubt we didn't need anything but a, a chair and a desk almost mm-hmm. um amish project uh, mm-hmm. the production we saw you know they had what the, the outline of a church maybe um, but they never had there was not a single building involved at all. Um, I've seen some plays take place on just a uh, plane in front of a lock somewhere in Scotland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ireland I don't know <laughs> um, but but yeah that we, we I've seen plenty of plays mm-hmm. where there's been virtually no set because we let the audience uh, do that. Um, mm-hmm. Shakespeare to me it's like, you Less here. set the better. Sure. Um, because also, you know, you can't build a castle.
0: There's a reason they call it black box theater. There's a reason they call it black box theater. Mm-hmm. You have nothing or bare bare minimum because then the play becomes alive in your audience's mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's basically at the beginning of radio
2: yeah well and again it's like the shakespeare's greatest hit that will be over by the time you're hearing this podcast but yeah, this reader's theater we're starting right off with the idea okay folks just listen to the words yeah we're going to give you the words we're going to give you the characterization focus on that with the idea in this case is that we want our audiences to become more familiar with shakespeare and not be so afraid of the language as, as people tend to be um but yeah um uh, what was I said we we're gonna do was basically. <laughs> We invite you to close your eyes. Just listen. If you start to snore, we're going to nudge you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, because because you know dark rooms. Sure. <laughs> Kept a little too warm because we don't have that much control over the heating. But the or cold.
3: Yeah. More I think we got to keep
2: places well, cold. But that's a whole other episode. I do
3: think need places need to be cold too. Mm-hmm. David Letterman got it right with the Ed Sullivan Theater. Yeah.
2: yeah make sure everybody if you, people are worried about survival, they're not falling asleep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but the boy and i went off on such a ramble there i don't know where i'm going i guess the, <laughs> but the, critics, the critics are right if you listen to the last episode the i tend to ramble but, volunteers but, <laughs> we're on volunteers yeah, volunteers but that's you know that's the thing is is you don't need a lot of set no um well i'll go back even to our last production of Blythe spirit essentially you know it was a painted wall mm-hmm. watching it from the back of the store the back of the audience, Eventually, you forgot that those books were painted on, and you just accepted that they were real. Li- they were in a real library, yeah. or drawing room, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't need that much for to, for hours. the uh, to Bob's point, for the audience to to accept it in their mind. Right. Yeah, and that's what four hours, five, whatever.
3: Yeah, but and and that's what I'm saying. And and uh, you know, especially if if you're a gr- group that is struggling at the moment, don't go for those plays. That that have that uh, unless you can think of a very creative and you know there are people out there that could think of a creative way of doing arsenic and old lace with without a balcony or you know a way of wow. teddy to charge but you know i i don't see it myself but i'm sure there's people out there but you know in the end the <sighs> find the shows where it's little just make sure that the actors are powerful enough to pull it off right that's the important part of that
1: yeah you need to uh excuse me take stock of what you have Mm -hmm. um to use a sports analogy oh good you know uh back we missed that last episode i know we did and it's gonna be football it's not gonna be baseball um rich rodriguez uh was hired by the university of michigan to come in after lloyd carr retired and uh to vitalize the program yeah the man's offense he's, he's a he's a brilliant offensive mind but Michigan wasn't set up that way. They didn't have the right players. But he chose to come in and say, nope, we're going to do it my way with these kids that don't have any clues to what they're doing. And he got run out on rails within three years. Um, if he would have taken a different stock approach and said, okay, I'm going to start slowly integrating my offensive ideas into this until I get the players that I need, mm-hmm. I think he might still be there today. Maybe not. But but anyways. But the point is, is, you can't try and do this huge production if you don't a have the people Mm -hmm. or the resources Mm -hmm. so take stock of what you have and and only only do what you can and sometimes and this might be a controversial uh, take a an elaborate set or costumes can sometimes take away from the performance Mm -hmm. because if if you're so caught up in what you're looking at Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you'd be like wow this really what, what else is going on here i'm too busy looking at this you know this
0: this Huge. A great example what? of that would have been Evan Hansen. The backdrop was oh, all yeah. electronic, so busy, okay, bizarre. Cell phone rings or whatever that distracted from what little was on the
2: stage. Yeah, they they, they took so much time to get the social media aspect there that sometimes the, the action took got lost in the set. Mm-hmm.
3: There's, it's, it, and I haven't seen Evan Hansen yet. Uh, I'll see it next year, but I. I it's interesting because I now think of what you're saying with Evan Hansen, and obviously it's elaborate, and I can say Moulin Rouge was the same way you had it was a big Broadway where the sets were flying all over the place, and the costuming was just outrageously awesome and and the plot is a nice little plot, um you know, and of course it's a the jukebox musical, but you take something like that or Evan Hansen, and then you sit there and you look at which is still my favorite play of the year, come from away that had very little. I mean you had chairs, you had tables and you had the turntable or the you know the stage that could revolve rotate. rotate. Thank you. And that was it. And to me that musical was so much stronger and so much more powerful because it was about the people. It was about the story. It was about those those characters and, and also uh,
0: the the casting of it having real people Rather than male models pretty boys and male models. And the pretty no, girls. the guys are like 30, 40 pounds, a little bit overweight. Mm-hmm. Women.
3: Yes, players could do
2: come
0: I was going to say, so I, <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance we could. No, I, I was thinking, yes.
2: <laughs> no, I just saw. Only in this gun. room is 30 or 40 pounds just a little overweight.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: are we talking collectively? Well, sorry. sorry you're, you're probably not in. The, you're still. You're still. A you're still spendly. spindly. I don't
0: smell tricks on your breath.
2: Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.
0: That was Froot Loops. I thought it was Froot loops. Loops. loops too. But okay. Anyways, he went from tricks to Froot Loops. <laughs> Sorry. You're not ready for. I know Froot Loops. You're not ready for Froot Loops. <laughs> Sat you can I
3: sat in this room and inhaled Fruit Loops with you, sir.
1: <laughs> well, I, I can gladly say that I didn't take part of that, so nobody <laughs> <it laughs> can implicate me. Anyway, we have digressed.
3: <sighs> the
2: yet. question is, will the Fruit Loops smelling ever become legalized? I don't know. <laughs> we can only hope. We, we legalized marijuana we got to go to the next step I did, <laughs> yeah, I did not inhale
0: sir we found the frostios package <laughs> <laughs> wasn't mine Anyways.
3: um yeah so right. what what we need to get volunteers is fruit
2: <laughs> well thank you thank uh, works for, for me i think it that's, perfect that's certainly idea. good to wrap up here <laughs>
1: um
2: but no but yeah i i, I think your point even though we we've, we've kind of gone off to sets um but yeah kindness can can you but it it ties into as you're saying make sure that what you're trying to do matches your volunteer base yeah oh yeah and And because honest yeah be honest well because also the other side is yes the one way probably to keep volunteers happy is to let them be successful Mm -hmm. if you're coming in and saying okay we're going to do beauty and the beast (laughs) and we're going to have a, a rotating balcony and we're going to have a, a full scale turret for Gaston to fall off of. And we're building a castle in here. It might not be the way to keep your set crew happy. I don't mm. know. Why, it worked but... for me, <laughs> <laughs> but it may not work for some, because sometimes I think you also have to give your cha- your volunteers a challenge Well, sure, and be able to say, let's do something we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's build upon this and show them that can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to your point, Brian, at this, for those of us who are all rebuilding, give them successes, small successes, and then can continue to build. Exactly. Um, when we worked our way up to Beauty and the Beast and that gigantic set, which I kind of got to go back and look at pictures because I have a feeling in my head it, it's grown. <laughs> um, but, mm. well, it was, you know, it was about a six foot tall platform we wrote. It, it took several people in black to move it around. Jim
0: Cantulosi did a uh, fabulous job. Yeah, it yeah
3: we missed you, Jim. Just
2: and, uh, but the he was still, good with explosives, too. Yes. We said Jim was good with explosives. <laughs> oh. You know, Jim's are good with
0: explosives. I got stories there's, about that. There's one
3: of my fondest memories. Yeah, there's was cut. when we
2: blew up Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Damn a lot. For those of you who have been long listeners, that was a deep cut. You, you'll have that to go back probably cut. to before episode 14. Finally. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> Please pick up my new blog, which will be... The boom and what <laughs> happened after. Yeah, the boom heard around the world. Uh, <laughs> boom heard the world. That's still another another, another point
1: too is to make sure your actors are not above helping. Yes. 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 Most oh, most yes. organizations are not in a, in a spot where you can just walk in with a script and do your show and be done. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Your actors what, need what to What a be, joy it is when you're in one of those shows. Oh, episodes. it is. Oh, my yes. God. It God. Love Roswell. Really
1: but they, they need to understand that just because they're in the show doesn't mean that that's their only responsibility. Right. And I'm right. not talking about selling tickets. I'm not talking about um, uh, promotion because that also is important well, as well. I-
2: I think that's something we can do an episode on. What the hell's wrong with leads? Oh, um, because oh. I think the lead. Well, you know, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll write it down. Write somewhere. that down. Yeah. write that. Write that down. Because, that's a good one. Because <coughs> yeah. the lead, I think, or leads, they have a, they have a responsibility. Oh they, gosh, yes. They, not only is your character lead the cast, but you as an actor or actress mm. lead the cast.
3: Oh, well. absolutely. And 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 not only in, um, well, I'm not going to say because let's save it for. For the the actual that podcast, so just write it
2: down. That's all. I, wrote I will down. write it down. Just wrote it down. Mm, but, so uh, but you got to come back for episode probably thirty nine for that one. But actors must yeah, understand that, that
0: they have <laughs> they have a lot. There's a lot on their plate. I mean, nobody leaves until everything is done.
2: Mm,
3: that's right. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you're a director, it's double for you. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. You have everybody yes. No trips to the hot tub for you. So that's. <laughs> Till that stage is striked. No,
3: no soup for you.
1: Well,
3: no hot tub for you. No
1: hot tub for you.
3: No hot tub for you.
1: That, that's a that's a deep cut there. That's
2: not not a deep not deep. hot dog.
0: <laughs>
3: hey, speaking of our next podcast, yes, um, I know. I kind of there was no segue there. I just threw it in. Uh, but before we go, I just want to uh, tell you guys um and the the, um 98 listeners we have out there that which i think is probably more say the number i know okay i meant (laughs)
2: 1098
3: 1098. um that uh by the time we record the next episodes which will be at the beginning of december i will have uh once again gone into the um world of uh broadway Oh, yes. And so, have uh, some reports for so us. I might have some reports. It looks like we will at least be seeing, um, and this will be the third time to see this one celebrity on Broadway. Third time. Uh, three different shows, I hope. Three different shows, yes. First time we saw him in An Act of God. Second time we saw him in Boys in the Band. this time we're going to see, hopefully, uh, Jim Parsons uh, in an off-Broadway show. A revival of uh, Terrence McNally's "A Man of No Importance." Oh, so I do not know that
2: show.
0: I don't,
3: I, but I've I heard. heard sure. I've heard of Terrence McNally. Yeah, so, well, yeah. No, Terrence um, McNally, but yeah, me. I've never heard that show either. But uh, and Jim Parsons is leading the leading that one, so we're going to see that, and then we're we're uh, either going to hopefully we're either going to go see um, Six or Hades Town. Hades Town. Yeah, I kind of want to see Hades down too but I'm hearing some great things about six so i, I don't know uh that's but it, it'll be one or the other
0: that's the only song I know that's Italian
3: uh in six yeah I just know it's the six wives of Henry VIII, oh,
0: so. okay, oh, I'm I'm say, I, the eighth oh okay I don't show. know
2: I don't know six so yeah
3: it's it's the six wives of Henry the eighth but they dress like they're the spice girls
2: I don't
1: know I've heard <laughs> they <laughs> sound like the spice, girls. <laughs> I, they sound like spice girls. I've heard they're people kinda. have walked out of that show I don't know
0: Oh well, then yeah, I
3: want. But it's to see Broadway, it. and it's the most beloved place in the world.
1: It is, but oh, I don't know. It's just what I've heard. I, I, I oh, could be wrong.
3: Okay. But anyway, so yes, by the time we uh, record again, I will have uh, returned from another uh, uh, trip. So I'll have Why some more. Why don't you
1: just move, Brian? Why don't you? Just no. Move? <laughs> so, well, though we could do a location thing, then we'd have a reason to go.
0: We oh. can do that already. We just have to have blackmail. I don't know. How about a former mayor? I don't know where we're going, <laughs> sir. I don't know where we're going. Strap in. <laughs> I, 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 this is what's called. Former mayor of what
3: <laughs> <laughs> Munchkin
0: Town. <laughs> well, I was going to say shoe polish land. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. I know. Okay. That's yeah. a little dated. He, well, he, he went political on it. He went, yeah. Oh. Well, you had one. Yeah.
3: Okay. I see where we went. Okay. okay. Spider Man. But anyway, I just wanted to announce that before we start wrapping things up. Yep,
2: that sounds excellent. That's uh, wonderful. I'll, I'll, I'll can't I'll wait to hear more yeah. reports. So you've seen Jim Parsons. Twice, Twice now, yeah. You I saw him, him in
3: a, one, is a one man show, an act of God, which was absolutely hilarious. Uh, which he actually did at Studio Fifty Four, so I can always brag that I was at Studio Fifty Four. No, though not towards, not at the really fun time to be. I'm like forty years never too got late. Up yeah, to the balcony. <laughs> I did not, but I have a feeling Keith Richards is still there. Um, it's been probably are <laughs> soaked in the carpet. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, and uh, then of course Boys in the Band uh, about two years ago, uh, we saw him in. Which is a show I still love to direct at
1: some. So then he hasn't served you with the straining
2: orders yet. No, yeah.
3: no, yeah. no.
2: Surprising.
3: But I, I am truly hoping maybe this time to uh, catch him.
2: I'm going back to Terrence McNally. Did he do Andre's mother? Even though that I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it, it was, was a one act cause we've done some of McNally's work, of course. Of course, he's more. Uh, famous for what love compassion love valor, valor and compassion, valor, compassion which is another one yeah <laughs> but correct. I think there's another one that he did that I, I can't remember. Uh, s- the timing no that's no. David Ives
3: oh yeah
0: uh, he did
2: David the, Ives? yeah
3: the I other play that we saw on Broadway with the all-star cast which I've talked on this show about many times is um, it's only a play uh, he did that which which we saw with Nathan um, Nathan Lane and uh, a cardboard cutout of Matthew,
2: Matthew Broderick, Broderick. Broderick. Yes. No,
1: no no no,
3: no,
2: Another no. deep cut there. That yeah, was deep. I actually, I think that goes back to fourteen. Yeah. But have any of them played daddy Warbucks? <laughs> no. Here. No.
3: You've got to be. You've got to be a Harry Connick Jr. sort of person too.
2: <sighs> See, but he didn't have the guts to shave his head. So. No, but he had the gut.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: and yes, Terrence McMalley did uh, write Andre's mother.
2: Yes, that's okay. a great Good. piece. Great piece. Great little piece. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very tear-jerking. Of course, some of that was uh, uh, our dear Lou White, who uh, uh, unfortunately just passed on recently. And we'll miss you we miss her. We miss um, you, Lou. Miss yeah, her, we but she was so amazing with that uh, crying. Um, uh, that, she didn't say a word during this whole piece. Yeah. We had the audience in tears, and when we did that at ActFest Fest Festival, um, Bob remembers this too. Oh, violently! The 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 youth that were in the audience that just came up and surrounded. She her.
0: was mobbed. Um, really? How beautiful. They, they it's just like the so wanted to just meet
2: her. Oh, how beautiful. 1930s a
0: stage job. door bit from a movie. Yeah. Just cried, and they all just kind of, like, surged toward her.
2: That's great. That's
0: oh, that the, gives that's, me the
2: act, that's where we think we were disqualified because our balloon went outside the <laughs> the stage.
0: <laughs> and that we weren't the last day.
2: There, we were the first night, yeah. 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 Bob has the theory that if you're, you're Friday night fodder, if you're the first night, you don't win. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'd, we'd have to go back at the list of winners to see if that holds up. But yeah.
0: I don't think they even keep records of when it was
2: performed. I got what programs. Order.
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> there
2: you go. I don't know about if anyone else does this, but I'm I'm unfortunately a little too obsessive on the wrong things. I have a program for virtually everything I've ever seen. I mean, Same here. It takes up at least two shelves. <laughs> Mine are only
3: my two kids breaks. in Broadway. I don't yeah. even
2: keep stuff for my own. So so for my niece, for example, at the. the there's the stuff you're gonna to have to throw away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lovely lady, by the way. Lovely lady. I'm, I'm, at, so I'm at that. i that point character. where it's like, well, who's gonna throw this away? Uh, but there we go. Memories, like which the is, corners is, of my mind. Yeah. Misty watercolor memories. I I was, the way we were. Was that from the show first, or was that?
0: That was the other right. way around. That was Chris Christopherson, I think.
3: But was it all so simple then?
0: <laughs> Time rewritten malfunction yeah. Curtis <laughs> <Picardus. laughs>
3: well Not we just crossed off. the streams folks <laughs> crossed the streams let's let's wrap it up let's let's wrap it you up. just
1: don't bring me flowers well. <laughs> anymore <laughs> oh dear <laughs>
2: ooh, ooh, ooh. um so no, you but flowers is a play we've done several times i will i will be forever in
3: blue jeans so <sighs>
0: okay. and tell i'm it, still standing to america <laughs> but what about
2: Suleiman <laughs> Day. It up, it day. Well, it does look like we're about out of time for this episode. I'd like to or, out of jokes. out of time, <laughs> out of time, out of place, out of, out of material. material. I'd please. like to thank all of you for thank listening you. in. As we appreciate please. each and every one of you, all ninety-eight of you, as Brian says, but we know there's a lot more. Um, there. So we're we're not too confident of how these pro software counts everybody. Um, but if you like this podcast, please like us, rate us, etc. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to us, and help spread the word that we are here. We, as I said, we appreciate love each and every one of you. Uh, check out the mineral Community player I know, but you're supposed to say love because. People like that. I was touched. <laughs> I, or was that Bob? Well, we've always said you touched, Brian. <laughs> um, oh. it, it was there. I had to hit it. Wow, that's uh, what she said. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. check out Monroe Community Players on our Facebook page and website MonroeCommunityPlayers.org more groupies funded our MCP podcast page on Facebook and please email us with your comments and thoughts about this or any other episode at Players at Yahoo.com and be sure to let us know if it's okay to read your email on the podcast. The art and business of community theater has been a production of the Monero Community Players and was recorded high atop the Benish building at the Monero Public Access cable television podcast. Yeah, We record each and every one of these every episode. It's not a pre-recording like some people do. Just an that in there just to prove it um, <laughs> podcast studio in beautiful downtown Monroe, michigan was that an issue <laughs> it is now it is now and here's the For question
0: 98 people 100,098 people and here's the
2: question of the episode how do you help your volunteers to stay happy hmm? it was probably too long how do you make your volunteers happy hmm. uh, keep, keep them happy Yep. Keep it clean. We are the groupies. We will see you in the green room.
0: Well, goodbye. And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven.